0: Hi, I'm Charles Gauthier, President and CEO of the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. The DVBA is so proud to support this daily podcast series that is helping our community navigate through these trying times. As we all settle into what we hope is a temporary new normal, please consider helping support our local businesses, whether it's by getting takeout from your favorite restaurant or giving a local shop a great review. It all adds up. Thanks, everyone, and stay safe. I'm Tyler Orton. Before we jump into today's Coping with COVID interview, here are some of the top stories we're following. For the first time ever, Canada has agreed to cut oil production in concert with OPEC. Other G20 countries, such as the United States and Brazil, are also joining in on the effort to stabilize oil prices following a price war between Russia and Saudi Arabia. And Air Canada is pausing almost all of its international flights until June. The move affects more than 160 routes. That's it for now. Let's continue on with our Coping with COVID interview. Hey there, welcome to Coping with COVID-19. It is BIV's daily briefing and interview covering the pandemic, what it means for business, and what it means for society. Today, we're going to be diving into how funding and capital aimed at businesses across the province, taken a bit of a curveball right now in recent weeks amid the pandemic. And joining us today is Nadia Tatlow. She is CEO of Victoria-based tech company Shift. Nadia, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. So I understand you guys had certain plans coming up with regards to uh, locking down a funding round, but tell me a little bit about what you guys decided to do and where you might be going moving forward.
1: Yeah, that's right. So we, um, Shift is a, a, a company based out of Victoria, BC, as you mentioned, we uh, just closed a seed round at the end of last year. Um, and we decided there, there's been a ton of momentum and the company's been growing really, really quickly over the last two and a half years. Um, so we decided to pursue our Series A um, quite short, in short, quite short order after after the seed round. Um, lots of great great feedback on that, and lots of momentum. Um, so we were really kind of mid mid raise um, or you know, mid-raise process uh, when when all this uh, COVID stuff hit. So we've actually decided to postpone our raise completely at this point. Um, and, and we're, for, you know, fortunate to be in a position to be able to do so. Um, so, yeah, we've we've decided to, uh, you know, there's there's just a lot going on and a lot of uncertainty right now. So we've decided to postpone.
0: Well, what was that conversation like for you and your team? Because obviously you guys had to figure out that there's a certain bit of business paralysis going on. Um, and also that uncertainty that you spoke of. What were the conversations going on between your team and then maybe some of the other venture capitalists that were in talks as well?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we were, you know, kind of mid process, I would say, and and um, and so, you know, because we were in the, at the stage that we were, we've built a lot of, um, I think really, you know, we were at the relationship building um, phase of, of the raising process, um, and so, because it was not, um, you know, obviously you want to do it as efficiently as pro- possible and, and sort of, you know, run that efficient process that everyone talks about. Um, you know, we realized with the amount of uncertainty and sort of the moving uh, targets for investors in terms of uh, valuations and, and price and everything on on the company itself, we just decided, you know, there's this is going to stretch out. Um, the timeline that we had originally targeted and I think really just end up uh, wasting a lot of you know valuable cycles of our time Um, and uh, you know and I think you know it makes it makes sense on both sides to put a pause on it just to to make sure we we preserve that time and, and focus it where it makes more sense right now. Yeah, and
0: if we talk about shift as well, like you guys are focused on, say, office productivity, for instance. And if there's a lot of uncertainty about people in the workplace, how does that, I guess, recontextualize what you guys are doing, what you guys are specializing in?
1: Yeah, you know what? Um we are in a really, again, fortunate position with what we actually sell being a tool that helps people work from home more efficiently. So, you know, I'd say number one, uh, you know, the the process of getting our team uh, working from home was fairly fairly seamless. Um, But then also looking at, you know, cash flows into the company. Um, You know, people are looking for work from home tools at a much higher rate now than they were pre-COVID. So it's sort of, I think, just, speeding up um you know the the remote the demand for remote work and sort of all the pieces that have to go into place to make that happen and make that practical for any company Um, so so yeah i'd say you know we're uh we're in a really uh good position that way and we're just really trying to help um i think be help or be helpful to our community and actually Um, help sort of synthesize all the noise that's out there around work from home and all the the sort of sales pitches that are going on? Like, how can we actually mitigate that and help people um, make sense of it all?
0: Do you suspect at all, though, as more people get used to working from home, people that had never done it before, though, and also businesses, they see that they can still have very productive workers doing so, that maybe there's an opportunity for this to stick around post-pandemic, it's going to catch on, and there might be more opportunities that you guys can seize on, not as if you're taking advantage of the pandemic, but there's just naturally going to be the emergence of opportunities that did not exist before for a company like yours.
1: Yeah, you know, I've seen some interesting stuff on, I mean, Twitter, as usual, conversational stuff around, you know, how are companies going to just you know, let their leases go on, on their office space. And our, our company's just going to see this, uh, see the, you know, the potential for people to actually be more productive at home, um, and start sort of rethinking, um, their expenses that way. And, and, you know, where it makes sense to invest and not invest in, in sort of physical office space. Um, you know, our company, we've always worked out of the office. So it's, it's all of us are based out of Victoria and all, all working out of the office, um, you know, almost hundred percent of the time. So there was a little bit of a a shift for us to get back you know go go to our home workstations and get everything set up I know you know in my first week at home I was sort of you know I thought it was actually quite ironic just thinking about how I was feeling a little bit you know uh out of out of sorts in the first week and it's taken some time to sort of reorganize my workstation and um you know and I think everyone's going to go through that process and some people are going to like it and some people aren't um, I I know I've sort of adapted to this and and I'm sort of I think I'm enjoying it at this point. Like I'm I have my routine and I know you know I know how to run my workday from home and and sort of separate work life and and home life um, as as best as I can right now. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the outcome of all this and and the changes to our our work habits are.
0: Yeah, your reaction uh, when you're talking about that first week it seems to mirror mine as well where i i felt a little out of sorts i had to get used to everything and now that i'm doing i'm like okay i I can understand how this is going but don't you get the sense that a lot of people are kind of in the same boat
1: yeah i think we've all had sort of some you know trial and error days i know i've had some some days that have been much better than others um and now i think after you know it's been over a month now um you know, now it's feeling like, okay, I've seen what works and I've seen what doesn't. So I'm trying to piece together all the facts for my own, my own routine and, uh, and make it work. But I think everyone, I think we all just have to go through that process ourselves and figure it out.
0: Yeah. If we think also about maybe kind of the broader implications of, say, funding moving forward, um, if there's less, you know, capital uh, going out there, What do you think that could mean for, I guess, growth within uh, sectors such as your own, though? Do you think that we are going to be going on a bit of a hiatus for some companies? Or do you think that there's going to be a a sudden surge once more certainty emerges at a certain point?
1: Yeah, you know, I I mean, I think obviously all all companies are affected in some way by this crisis um you know whether it's directly by covid or or by the macroeconomic things that are going on right now um so yeah i, I don't think anyone is is going to avoid some sort of impact you know you look at companies like zoom that have you know really benefited through this um and and You know anything that's sort of in the in the productivity space is is pretty fortunate right now because there's just more more eyeballs on what we're all doing. Um, In terms of funding, you know, we were in a really exceptional um, market for for fundraising, you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective. Um, So you know, leading up to this crisis, so you know, I think things just need to reshuffle. We need to kind of understand. you know the value and the or the dynamic between entrepreneurs and and venture capital again and sort of recalibrate everything. Um, and I still feel like the recalibration is is still happening right now. So no one quite understands what that dynamic is right now. Um, whereas you know leading up to this, it was it was very clearly um, you know valuations were kind of at an all time high. There was a lot of uh, capital in the market. So. Um, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll recalibrate over the next few months and see what happens out you know outside of all of our control really um, and then and then hopefully companies um, can really you know just take this time you know to conserve cash um, and be be thoughtful about. Uh, how their, what their runway is and how they want to resurface from this. I know for us you know w- we see an opportunity but we're, we're cautiously optimistic at all times I would say.
0: yeah, I think one of the things right now that businesses are wondering about is say the deployment of government uh, programs that could help out here. and if you think about kind of how much runway as you said, uh, some of them don't have as much time. Do, do you think that is giving some businesses? Um, that I, a little bit of that uncertainty right now, if they don't know how much capital they're going to have access to before government programs talk about, say, the wage subsidy program or else the $40,000 loan program, I wonder if they're getting a little anxious right now uh, at this particular moment in time.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I think you know I've been impressed with just the the speed at which those type of programs have been um, announced, and and you know even uh, just watching the you know the changes really that we're all feeling every single day, but week over week um, are are even are you know you see those that effect of that um, of those type of uh, the the uncertainty even on the on the government programs and, and the announcements around those like the details have changed a few times already. Um, and I think, um, you know, there's been a healthy amount of criticism of them and um, and excitement about them. And, you know, I think, you know, we have to all look at it. There, I don't think anyone's ever gone through this um, exact situation before, um, including, you know, the, the leaders on the on the government. Uh, program and subsidy side, so um, I think we have to be a little bit patient, but also um, also in, you know time is of the essence, especially for companies that are sort of reaching their the end of their runway or or don't really have options um, around fundraising and and debt really on the table right now. So I think the more you know, it's great to see that. They're working as fast as they can, but also working as carefully as they can, and um, hopefully the right companies and the companies that need those subsidies right now get them. Well, maybe I'll
0: I'll leave you with this question, but um, how do you think the technology-driven sector across the province is faring amidst all this versus other sectors? Of course, you know, restaurant, hospitality, I think we know off the bat that they're not doing quite all that well, but what about those technology-driven sectors?
1: Yeah, I mean, tech tech is so broad in reach now um, that I I think it's even hard to group it group it just as tech. But you know, if you're if you're uh, well set up to have your company transition to work from home, and you've got you know fairly consistent or maybe just you know uh, somewhat. Uh, lower cash flow coming in due to this crisis, you're probably in a great place and and could almost be categorized as thriving, you know. I think um, it's the companies that have, you know, kind of been slashed into almost life support uh, just due to factors that are out of everyone's control. You know, anything in hospitality or, or travel, even if they're a tech, you know, tech company um, is... Is almost it's just it's so unfair right now, you know. Um, so I think the rest of us just have to sort of set, step up and obviously take the the opportunities we can for our own business, um, but do our best to I think help in this situation and um, and yeah lend a helping hand to companies that are not faring as well um, and and really help everyone navigate all this stuff coming out uh, on the government front as well. I think it's it's a lot of material to to get through and, um, and figure out. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's sort of all hands on deck.
0: I think that's good advice to leave off with. And uh, Nadia, I wanna thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. That's Nadia Tatlow. She's CEO of Shift over in Victoria. That's it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. I wanna thank everybody for joining us and tune in on BIV.com.